0: The St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. What a team, what a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.
1: The boys are back in town for take number 10. What is up, guys and gals? You're tuning in to the Lou Sports Talk podcast. We have an absolutely loaded podcast coming in for you guys today. Two subjects, and two subjects only. Blues, Cardinals, what we do best. First podcast that the trio is all back together in We're here. For, for quite Let's a go. while. That's Brandon Big Poppy Gallegos. What's That's up? TJ Williamson. Hey, guys. I'm Ethan Hannaford. Boys, how we doing? Oh, it's nice to be back!
2: Excited to have you back, Ethan. Excited to have you. Being able to see both of you at the same time yeah, is a good nice. time. That's it's really like we it like it,
1: it. we're around, just yeah. never at the same time. It's nice exactly. to be friends
2: again. Hi, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super
0: speaking, excited.
1: Speaking of Brandon, our buddy here, just celebrated the big old double two birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Two yesterday. <laughs> so, Brandon, happy birthday! Thank you. Happy late birthday! You. Thank you. How how. You went a lot of water creek last night. I How's did. the stomach feeling after that heart
0: attack burger? I did. It's uh, my stomach's is churning still. You you might be able to hear it through okay. the, through the editing here. We'll we'll leave it right there, shall we? Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, guys. Despite only having two subjects today, there's there's a lot to be talking about. Especially, it's great. I feel like when you have enough to be going on, especially St. Louis, it's a smaller market, and when there's enough to fill up an entire podcast like there is today, it makes yeah. things a little bit exciting. So let's go ahead and, and let's get into it. Let's start off with the with the sad music, the sad music, Cute. the sad. Uh, a moment of
0: silence, please.
1: Thank you. This past Friday, Matthew <laughs> Kachuk was traded from the Calgary Flames to the Florida Panthers for, for forward Jonathan Huberto, defenseman McKenzie Weger, Cole Swint, who was a 2019 third round pick, and a lottery-protected first round selection in the 2025 NHL draft. All of that for Matthew Kachuk. And uh, everyone and their moms wanted that man here in St. Louis, <laughs> and well, he's on his way to Florida and, uh, man, it stings a little bit, but I, I want to go ahead and break down this deal a little bit, get some of our takeaways and thoughts on this deal. Being that he's the hockey expert, let's
0: start off with uh, Mr. Brandon Gallegos. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the shout-out there to my mom, Lenita, there. Uh, she did want Matthew Kachuk here. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, we what this shows me, the first thought, first thought, uh, the notification pops up, this trade happens, the Blues weren't close.
2: Mm.
0: We weren't close. Jonathan Huberto, for those who don't know, for those who aren't, you know, hardcore hockey fans out there. He put up 115 points last year.
1: Third in the league? Third, third in right, the league. Yeah, third in the league. Right the round and end. then
0: you had McKenzie Wieger, who finished eighth in Norris Trophy voting, which is for top defenseman in the league. And then a third-round pick, and Cole, Cole Schwint. I, I can't say his last name, but that's Schwint. okay. You'll He's get it. Wait, in time. Top prospect, though. Top prospect. Equivalent to a Zach Boldick. Uh, trading him, uh, which, was, which was in the talks of if we trade for Kachuk, it's going to have to be a prospect plus Kyra plus somebody else. Uh, guys, we, we did not have it in the cards. And, uh, yeah, that's that's my initial thoughts. Would
2: you say that it is a good thing that we didn't have it in the cards for us? Like how much I feel like Calgary is, has gained and Florida is now almost handicapped. Sure. Would you say that the Blues are better off not having that? Well,
0: I, I think there's two pieces to this because Huberto and Weger don't have contracts after this year. Um, so if they go to Calgary and they don't resign in Calgary,
1: then Florida beliefs. has won
0: the deal. And that's
1: yeah. and that's something that's interesting as well is what are the chances that these two do resign? Sure, we, we know that we well we saw it this past year with Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, and yeah. Matthew Kachuk, two elite level players. Both, I mean, I mean. Huberto and Gaudreau had the same amount of points, sure. I think, this year in yeah. the league. So, I mean, talk about elite-level players. Gaudreau didn't want to come back, and no. neither did Kachuk, so much that he requested a trade. So you have two elite players that were willing to leave. You bring in two more yeah. elite players. I'm, I'm, my question is, everyone is saying that Calgary heavily won this trade, and I would agree, off the off the start, Calgary did win this trade. But yeah. what happens if Jonathan Huberto and McKenzie Weaker don't resign sure. is the question. And, then, and I, now I know there's some things to keep in mind. Hubert is Canadian. Yeah. Maybe that could have something yeah, to do with piece. it. I'm not sure if Uyghur is.
2: Uyghur does kind of sound Canadian, but I'm not Probably entirely sure. Try saying it like a Canadian. Maybe it'll it'll come back to you. Uyghur, eh? uh, Uyghur That's Uyghur? horrible. Uyghur. We got him to do it, guys. We got him to do Canadian. Okay. I'll awful. be cut out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but no. So that is something to keep in mind, Dan. But Uyghur's I mean,
0: Canadian. He's from Ottawa.
1: Okay. Hey. Well, there you go. Yeah. So maybe that does play in... For for Calgary specifically, but still I think there is a lack of guarantee there and it leaves it almost leaves you with a little bit of a ooh, I guess we'll find out a little bit farther down the road, yeah, how this trade really if it does yeah. even out at all. Because maybe that's what Florida's thinking. I mean, yeah. who knows? So
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a level too of uh yeah, you mentioned the Canadian piece to it. That's big in the NHL right now. There is guys want I mean, yes, in Kachuk's case he could have gone to St. Louis, he would have been home, quote unquote. But there's also a level of um, you know, guys want to start going home. Like guys want to be Canadians are, are wanting to play in the, with, with Canadian teams. There's, yeah. there's, there's some, there's a shift happening in the NHL. Some believe because of COVID people are, their priorities have just changed over the last couple of years, which makes sense. Um, but I will say this. Um, yeah. I think, I think right now Calgary has won the deal. I think we'll find out in a year from what I've seen, Hubert was already in talks of Calgary. Okay. So I, I think if, if that stove's already hot right now, I, I think they have a good chance to bring him back. Right. Weiger, if he walks, that's okay. I still think you might have won the deal. Uh, I get it. And Lynn Holman. Lynn Holman-Hubert is going to be a solid piece. No, Calgary's going to be a playoff team. Yeah. Anybody who says Calgary isn't, they have Markstrom, big goaltender. Yes, he had an off year last year, but they're going to be a playoff team. It's a weaker division, too. The Pacific Division. Last year,
1: he had a solid. It was the year before he had a bad year. Yeah. But then when you, when you put the pieces, the solid pieces with him, he plays pretty well. You added on the defensive sure. side. So,
0: he, like you said, he could have another really strong year. And, and Calgary, I mean, let's say they do walk after this year. Sure, That 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 Canadian market was go, just going crazy because they lost their two pieces. Now, let's say they have one more good year. Let's say they go for it this year and they lose Uyghur and Huberdeau. That is a – what they did was, I, yes, it might have been a Band-Aid, but they also gave their fans something to still cheer for. Right. Yes, they lost Johnny Hockey. Yes, they lost Kachuk. But they brought back good pieces, and they're going to be a competitive team again. Now, if you lose Kachuk and you lose uh, Huberdo and all you get back is maybe a Kairu and a Krug, I would say the response is a little bit different in Calgary. So here's here's a question kind of to, dis- to discuss together is, one,
1: should the Blues have matched this? Because, like we said, that's giving away a lot, and, it's, and you, you kind of almost think, what is the equivalent of, of this trade, but if right. the Blues, if it's the Blues getting chuck and giving pieces up, we don't have a piece nearly as talented individually right now as Jonathan huberdo TJ, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I would. I, but I don't think it's in. I've said it before. The identity of St. Louis small market team is don't give up all your all your money at the beginning. We like to develop and build it up. Mm-hmm. So I don't see us ever really trading for the Matthew Kachuk. I was excited. Because reports yeah. are saying, sure, why not? But then Brandon just kind of like popped my balloon and just said, "Yeah, we were never in it." <laughs> so-
0: yeah, well, I, I, I after seeing this whole, we, we didn't have anything close to offer. Him. So
1: you're going based off of the one offer that has been made public was that the Blues offered Tarasenko, yeah. Scandella, yep. and a first round pick. Correct, yeah. I believe that's it. Yeah, that so that's yeah, all. That's all we can go off of. But it, that's not necessarily one. The last deal that was offered, we don't know how early they were in talks a lot of teams that's a classic negotiation right. style is if that's the first offer then that's you start there for a reason, because yeah. if you start with, OK, we're going to give up Tarasenko, Krug, a first round pick or neighbor, you know, then no. all of a sudden you have no leverage right. to work with. No, right. So I sure. think it, it's hard to go based off of that. But either way, it doesn't change that either way you're giving up an arm and a leg. I mean, they chopped off their arm and leg over there in Florida for for a solid piece. But they gave up a lot more than anyone expected anyone to get for Matthew. No,
0: 100 percent. I mean, first off, we don't have one hundred and fifteen point score on our team. yeah that, guess that's And then a the second step. thing is. A Uyghur's equivalent, I, I say this hesitantly, but in, if if we're looking at a St. Louis, just a casual hockey fan, Petrangelo. If you, you want to compare him to somebody, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go nope. Petrangelo. I'd go a Folk. Okay, I'd go a Folk. Maybe a Pareco. I would say I would say that Pareko probably has more upside than Uyghur. Uh, I know, you know, there's some anti Pareco fans out there that wanted to hit somebody. He is fantastic. Demon, don't don't even get get me going on that, but uh we we didn't have when i say that we weren't close we didn't have we didn't even have this to offer him yeah we we didn't
1: have this offer him. when you look also at how much it would have taken to make it work with the cap there yeah. was so much that Doug Armstrong would have had to make work not just getting a trade accepted but then also figuring out how to stay under the cap it would have been extremely difficult for something to realistically happen yeah. in order for the blues this to move, get matthew chick
0: this move 100% would have led to a Tarasenko deal Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Because if we bring him in, he's a $9.5 million player. Mm-hmm. Sanga would have had to go. So,
1: so with all of this, well, with this Kachuk trade all finished up now, the Blues offseason, unfortunately, it's pretty much over. The yeah. Blues enter this 22-23 season with practically the same roster, minus a couple of pieces from last year. The only differences will be they'll be without David Perron. Once again, sad music play.
2: When you try your best, but you don't succeed.
1: Uh, Billy Huso and Dakota Joshua, as well as Mackenzie McEchron. Thank you, Brandon. Yep. Um. So, guys, how do how we feel, how do we feel about this team going into this upcoming season? Just off the cuff, based on the off season, how comfortable are we are we feeling as far as you know, getting back to where we were last year?
2: I'll I'll say this: it was an extremely competitive league last year, and people got switched up. So the hope would be that it's either less competitive in our division. Hard to say. What do you mean people the... got,
1: oh, people like in like, the off season. Like change, I think Brandon okay.
2: said in one of the earlier podcasts that this is one of the highest scoring po- point totals for teams across the league, just in general. Yes, yeah. right. And so okay. the Blues were a good team, and we actually scored more points than the year we won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that doesn't change anything. So right. it comes down for us. Small market teams, you need a lot of momentum, yep. and you need a lot of development. And so we're really leaning to the development side of things right now because we're hoping that people in the minor leagues are doing their job.
1: Well, it's all you can afford to do sure. because of how you have how Doug. and that there's nothing necessarily wrong with this as of now, but that's how Doug Armstrong has set this team up. you're yeah. He's paying the veterans, right? And trusting that the youngsters are going to be able to do their part and with that, my panic is almost well, one, we clearly got worse this off season, right? Yeah, we we it's sad we no. did. I, I don't think so. Whoa. Okay, no, no. Just in general, you can't say losing David Perron and not gaining any pieces and that we got – didn't get worse. Right? I, w- I would not say we got worse. Do you think
2: we got better? No. So, so how do we you, stay the same. Yeah. So
0: you lose one of your best goal scorers and you are not worse off? Absolutely not. No. Here's Explain. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. You have Kairu and Thomas. Next year, you want them to score more goals. Let's, Development. Do, let's do a little math. Let's do a little math. Next year, you want Kairu and Thomas to score some more goals. Okay. You, you, want them to, you want them to put up some more points. You expect them to at this age. This is, this is is They are no longer the young bucks of the core. They are the core. They are our core. Kyra and Thomas, whether you like it or not, they're the core team. Then you have Jake Neighbors stepping in, who's going to step in. He's not a fourth-line guy. You don't put a young goal scorer on a fourth line. You just don't. That's not, that's not how hockey, hockey does it, those casual fans out there. You put him on the third line. He's going to be a third-line winger. Perron was at... 34, 35 years old. Yes, he put up 28 goals. I agree. But at the beginning of the year, let's remember he was cold. Really cold. It he got hot later in the year. Yes, he's a great we're gonna miss him in the playoffs. I 100 percent agree with you. But I don't think we got worse if you do as far as because the the one comparison is well, how are we gonna fill the goals? How are we gonna how are we gonna fill that gap with goals? Well, you hope that Kyron Thomas score more and then you fill in neighbors. Neighbors is gonna give you fifteen goals. So his rookie year. So my concern
1: specifically with Cairo, is now we're be, it seems like the Blues are almost in a transitional stage where the young guys are really going to have to start stepping up. Jordan yep. Cairo last year, when you look at the numbers on paper, had a good season. I think he finished right at about a point per game. He also went through a major stretch of the season where he was one of the least productive players on the team, yep. had to be scratched several times, got moved out of the top six spot because he was performing so poorly. Now, my one of my questions will be, I guess, is can he transition into being a consistent top liner? Because last year he wasn't. And when you start to, one, when you start to eventually let go of some of these guys or move on from some yeah. of these guys, the youngsters have to step up. Do you trust them to? And, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. A lot of these guys that we have right now that are in their primes... Perron, well, not Perron anymore. Uh, terrasenko Tara, Pareko, Letty, Falk, Krug, uh, Shen, O'Reilly. These guys are getting up there in age. We're looking at 30, 31, yeah. 32 for the majority of these guys. When does it get to the top of the hill and we start going back over the edge over once we're you know on I'll- the downhill trend i'm I'll, not saying that is this year I'm not saying it's necessarily next year but it's coming at some point yeah right?
2: i'll defend i'll defend the perron take that brandon just said i mean we were paying hoping that prom wasn't going to fall off that ledge and we just jumped it a little early we got the best out of perron and we're hoping that if he goes elsewhere it probably won't you know fall off on another team if that makes sense
0: yeah but, and, and he's a veteran presence that we're gonna miss and i'm not and i'm not here to say either that it, it it doesn't hurt a little bit to watch him leave on a two-year, four-point-seven-five million dollar deal. That is a doable deal. But I will say, guys, if you want O'Reilly back next year, you're going to have to pay him his contracts up. Tarasenko, he's up. Ivan Barbashev, Adios. his contract up. Yeah, Tarasenko's gone, and possibly <laughs> Barbashev if we, if we want O'Reilly back. Here's the problem: when you win a Stanley O'Reilly Cup, and Cairo has to get paid. And Cairo, has to, when you want when you win a Stanley Cup, you start to lose people. That's the NHL. That's the salary cap. Uh, it's what keeps the league with a ton of parody in the league, but we're, we're going to lose good players. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. We will have plenty more
1: time this off season to preview the blues this yeah. upcoming year, how they fare out against the Western conference. The Western conference changed a lot this year. Ton. And I will, I yeah. look forward to upcoming episodes where we'll be able to discuss how the blues kind of fare out compared to some of those teams. That was, that was, that was some fun talk right there, guys. Good stuff. We're going to go ahead and transition now into Cardinals baseball, what other Cardinals would it be? Football? <laughs> Not here in St. Louis. <laughs> What's football? So the Cardinals are entering today with a record of 51-47, and 47, three games back of the Brewers in the Central. Just a little bit of a quick update before we get into some discussion here. The Cardinals also recently lost Steven Matz for at least an extended period of time. Once again, his first start coming back from a shoulder issue off the IL, and he tears his MCL by the luck of the cardinals. Molina is beginning God. a rehab assignment this week, tomorrow actually, and or Thursday, and Harrison Bader's return is being pushed back due to the continued plantar fasciitis issues in his heel. Jack Flaherty was moved to the 60-day IL pain um, recently <laughs> as well. I think it's safe to say that the Cardinals won. They're nowhere near healthy. Yeah. And as well as that, they need to make some moves happen here at the deadline if they want to really be a top contender. And that's what this, this Cardinals segment is going to be all about, is figuring out what the heck are the Cardinals going to do. Oh boy. And we're all going to play a little bit of GM. Oh and we're going to have some fun with this. So first off, rather than asking this question, can we all agree – that the top priority is starting pitching for this team.
2: Yes, I've yes. been saying for such a long time. Okay, I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to I, uh, say Not that it
1: hasn't, but obviously St. Louis is, you know, very mixed on what the top priority right. is right now. We'll oh, we'll get into that a little bit of Mr. Son Wodo is that. Is that? Uh. <laughs> um okay, so what we're going to do here to start is we're going to go ahead and just kind of get into some hypothetical trade situations here, sure. almost mock trade kind okay. of kind of style. Very loose with this. You can have fun, and obviously you want it to be realistic, but, I mean, you can stretch it a little bit sure, if you sure. want to, as long as it makes sense, right? So, TJ, let's go ahead and start with you, and let's see, what what do the Cardinals need to add? Who is something that you could see them adding?
2: Sure, sure. So taking in the fact that, again, the Cardinals are a pretty conservative organization, they're not going to go shooting for the, for the fences on this one, I picture them going and getting a veteran presence to help the bullpen, Maybe someone just a, a band aid for the rest of the season. Maybe help us get a playoff run. A Zach Granke feels like someone we could go and get. Zach Granke. Ooh. Zach Granke. Ooh. Wow. Um, old it's man. Old man Granke. Old man He's familiar Granke. to the division. Played for the Brewers for a pretty okay. long time, and I think. And Ethan's not going to like this. Um, we give a fringe top ten prospect up oh. for him. We give Whoa. up. We give up. Tink Hentz, nineteen year old, Man, nineteen year old pitcher. It out there. <laughs> what they want? What they want is to build up a young core of guys. And quite frankly, I haven't seen enough stuff. Granted, he hasn't played a lot in the minors yet. But I think we. I think is that's like a doable 19, deal. Super young. He's nineteen. Su- I know he's super young, super young. But if you look further he's already back,
1: a top ten prospect.
2: If you look further back, he's a twenty four. Like every every other pitcher behind him on the prospect list is like 24 years old. I don't mm-hmm. think that's what they're looking for with young prospects. So I don't know if it's doable unless we give up a Tink Hens and we're not giving up Liberator, and We're not giving up the other two within the top 10 that are pitching. So that's that's my take. That's my view.
0: That's interesting. I like I like it.
2: You like <laughs> it? I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there, no. I, there was sarcasm I, in my voice. Uh, okay. What oh,
2: I, what yeah. I'm saying is what I'm saying is the Cardinals want to win now with the big bats we have. And maybe the big bat will end up getting. But no, I'm kidding. How, I'm was kidding. That, how is that any
0: different than Jay Happ or a John Lester acquisition acquisition last year?
2: I'm not saying it is any different.
0: Oh. I See,
1: I think it takes more. I'm saying, I think it takes more to get the Cardinals back to where they want to be. But the
2: Cardinals never do more. They always get these little band-aids and I know. hope that it gets more. So I'm saying conservatively what I think at the will de- happen. At
1: the deadline, you're right. The Cardinals have had a track record of not doing that. But they've made attempts. It wasn't a long ago, a couple years ago, they went for... John Carlos Stanton at the deadline, they were willing to offer him a three hundred million dollar contract. So the <laughs> willingness has been there at times when Mo Zaloc deems it necessary. If this isn't a time that he deems it necessary, then he's got to go. I think that Grinky could be. A lot of people are saying that a mid mid level rotation guy is what yeah. you need to add, and Zach Grinky. I think if you could make a deal work, I think that giving up a top 10 prospect is too much in my opinion. He's not a guy I say like off the top of my head that it's an absolute no. I just think that I personally think there has to be more that the Cardinals are willing to go for than a Zach Grinke at this point. At, at, at minimum, a Zach Grinke.
2: Why can't we go get multiple guys?
1: I think I'm not but against that. Then
2: again, if we're giving up Tink hence for Zach Grinke, then um, he's like the floor of pitcher we're getting at the trade deadline. We're going to have to give up a lot more exactly. to get yeah. another pitcher.
1: Well, if if – if you think
0: that Zach Grinky is worth tinkens
2: I'm not even saying I think he is. I'm saying if we're in a win now mode, we might have to give something up. Brandon,
0: yeah, my mine is uh, Frankie Montas from Oakland. Love oh. it, please. Four. Let's have a chat, my buddy. For uh, for Matthew Levator, yeah, and okay. Malcolm Nunez, third baseman. Tell us about him. You know where he's ranked at the prospect uh, list? Top ten. He's, he is. Yeah, okay. he's tenth on the in the Cardinals prospect list. So you're giving some third good baseman. pieces for him. He's, he's number yeah. ten. No, he, he's number ten. Okay. He's the guy. He's right around 21 years old. He he put up some good stats last year at 20 years old. He was in A ball last year. He's in, currently in Double A right now. Uh, and Matthew Libertor, man, I I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I, I it could be there. I haven't seen it. You could give up a pick. Picks aren't as valuable in baseball. They're not like trading in the NHL right. where a pick is a huge piece of a of a trade. I think you give a pick, Matthew Libertor, Malcolm Nunez. If that doesn't get it done, I throw in Nolan Gorman. For Frankie Montas. With those two already. No, Matthew Libertor and Nolan Gorman. Oh, man. Instead of of
2: Nunez. Instead of Nunez. So here's
1: my problem with it is Frankie Montas has been on the IL for the majority of the year with the right shoulder shoulder inflammation. You're you're paying for a half season for this guy and nothing more. That's what you're getting when you're
0: giving up two of your top prospects. I I think we can re-sign him. I think we can no, now, that's that's a whole another conversation. Sure. Now. No, I, I get it, but I'm I'm giving up that much with the thought of we're gonna get them. My expectation
1: is that with the injury, I don't think that the asking price is going to be nearly as high. I think you could get them for less.
0: That that's a good point. So
1: let me counter and say Juan Yepes and Luke and Baker, who is I believe you a think twelve. That's prospect. gonna get it done. I think that that would be a. A relative, for what Ideally, we would for, have that deal done. For what, for, every, for everything, from everything that I have seen. Now, here's where this doesn't necessarily go into play, as other teams may start one-upping each that's, other. That's what I'm saying. But I think that based off of what I have seen, they're going to be looking for a mid-level prospect and a guy that is ready to play at the major league level.
0: I, I hear you, but the problem is there's not enough starting pitching out there. His it's, value, he's gonna be overpriced.
2: He is name, well, value, alone. name yeah. value alone.
0: Name value alone. I I don't I don't know. That's my only thought is I don't I don't know if that's gonna get it done. I don't
1: I don't know. I I guess the question then is I don't know if teams are going to be willing enough to give up the top prospects for the gamble that you could say that yeah. he Injured. is. No, so I would agree. I I hear you. So that's why I throw out those two names. Not I like to it. say that I'm not not to say that I'm not willing to give up something more. This is got it. I think that this is a good
0: groundwork offer. At hang on, at the r- real quick. Let me cut. So let's say they don't take that. They want a little bit more. Who who are you throwing in? I'm putting you on the spot. But you I want, are. I want throwing, to, you're. I, I, me I, on I the want spot. to hear. If anybody's going
2: to get you put on the spot, it's Ethan. Yeah,
0: he's baseball guy. He's, yeah. So
1: I would say from that point, maybe an Alec Burleson. Okay. 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 Then I'm you're, tracking with you now. You're upping it another another first. Oh no, he, he plays outfield. He's not he's a first baseman. Ten, um, he's eight. He's eight and he's raking. He's batting three forty right now in triple a. <laughs> he, Oh gosh. I mean, his OPS is, I think it's right at a thousand. I mean, he is raking right now. in AAA. Yeah. And you
2: think, you think we can get rid of Alec Burleson because we can afford to give up outfielders. Cause we just have a plethora of outfielders.
1: I would say that that is a good argument. Same thing. I would, or good reason. I would say the same thing with Juan Yepes. Yep. Okay. Sure. So while Frankie Montas was one of the pieces that I had down, um, I made some some changes this morning um, <laughs> because Mr. Jeff Passan put out an article saying that uh, a certain starting pitcher for the Cleveland Guardians would be available for trade, and that is Shane Bieber. So this is an interesting one, guys, because Shane Bieber won the Cy Young two years ago, but he is not the player necessarily that he was back then. This year he has about a 3.5 ERA. His fastball is a, about averaging a velocity of 91 miles an hour <laughs> compared to two years ago, it was 94. Yeah. So it, in two years, three miles an hour for a guy that's, he's young, he's like 27, 28, yeah. for it to drop off that much is a little bit concerning. So he's not his saw Young self. But I think that you can still make a deal happen for this, okay? So yeah. here's here's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm thinking, once again, I had... Alec Burleson in this one. He's so red Poor hot. Burleson, pack he's, your bag. Man. He's so red hot right now that it seems like such an easy piece to trade for the yeah. Cardinals. No, so I, high, so high. I yep. also have Harrison Bader. Wow, okay. And I think that is a good groundwork, but I'm saying it's probably going to take a top five prospect in order to get a Shane Bieber. So I'm willing to throw in...
2: Mason don't Wynn? you say Wynn? Don't you say Don't willing I'm to... willing to throw in a Matthew Liberatore. Okay, 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 okay. But my boy? On, the,
1: on the surface though, I think that looks like a pretty good deal. You're getting a you're getting the best offensive center fielder in baseball. Yeah. You're getting one of the hottest players in AAA right now who can play um, multiple positions for you and then you're also getting the top prospect or the top pitching prospect in our in our farm. Yeah. I'm I think that that's a, a solid deal.
0: Could could you when I think of Shane Bieber I think of Kevin Gozman from uh from Toronto, I could really compare him to him because Kevin Gozman, didn't he he won the Cy Young last year in the ALE wasn't it?
1: No, he was no he was he, in was, in, he
0: was at the he was with the Giants, Giants last year. He, was in,
1: he didn't win it but he was, he was up in there he was, he was right in, at the top. anyways yeah.
0: either way and and he's in Toronto right now and he's not having as stellar of a year he's still he's still looking pretty good 3.0 yeah Gosman I kept saying that wrong 3.0 ERA. <laughs> He Singer reminds me guy. a lot of him. Yeah, single ball guy. Different, different style of pitcher. But I think they might be on the same track. Where you see it a lot in baseball, you see guys have a couple stellar years, stellar years, and then they just kind of fall into mediocrity, like mediocrity. Mediocrity. That Is that the word? You had the mediocrity. second time. Mediocrity. Really?
1: Close. Mediocrity.
2: He's mediocre D. now. I can hear oversee?
0: the the listeners turning it off our podcast <laughs> right now. It's okay. I, I can hear I, someone in the background no, like wrong. Genuinely, I can I can pair him to him, and I I I don't know. Giving up that steep of a, I, I get it. He's twenty eight. Shane Bieber's twenty eight, by the way. I, you you still have him in the prime years of his career. I just I the velocity scares me. We've seen lack of velocity in I feel p- like pictures, I've heard this AKA before. Jack Flaherty, <laughs> right. I, it just scares me to give up a top ten prospect for a pitcher that he's going to come in and be. He's not going to come in and be our one two. No, but he'll be top. He'll
1: be top three, and that's what you need. You need a top you three pitcher in this rotation. I don't think that Zach Greinke alone gets the job done no. for the Cardinals. I I will say my Zach Greinke esque player that sure. I had was Jose Quintana. I know he's okay. in division with the Pirates, but he has been there. He has had the success in the past. He's been on those postseason, sure. those deep postseason sure. run teams and I don't think that he's going to cost as much. I threw in Johan Oviedo and a mid-level prospect, and I think that that's a good area, a done. especially with Oviedo having a solid season this year. I think that the Pirates are all about prospect, prospect, prospect. There's no reason in them for them to keep Jose Quintana. So and,
0: and going back to the Monta- uh, Montas and, and Shane Bieber part, point, is, I think Montas is the, the flashier name. He's the shinier toy, yes. in my opinion, of the two cuz Frankie Montas you're right the shoulder problem maybe he doesn't come in and he's not his stellar number one stuff i think he's a number 2 number 3 guy would you agree with me on that
1: potentially but i think that if he's healthy i think he is he's, the number he's, he's, a, a, number, one, he's yeah. a number one guy okay. he finished 7th last if, year in the Cy young voting in a loaded american
2: league if we, we use, if we use him into the lineup and we don't let him rush his own rehabilitation which
1: i think his first start back <laughs> i hate you tj his first start his first start back he went 5 innings i believe I believe five innings. Yeah. So, he's not far. He'll get probably another start before the deadline. And then, from that point, it sounds like he's he's not far from being ready to go. Yeah. So, there's, there's a lot of different things. I think we can agree. One, it's going to take probably more than one pitcher based off of the the reality of what John Mosellock goes for. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to say that Shane Bieber or Frankie Montas makes sense. It's a whole nother thing to say, is John Mosellock actually going to pull the trigger? That's so, So you're probably looking at you need to add two pitchers,
0: right? At least would you say two pitchers I would say it depends on who the first pitcher if you get a Frankie Montas there's no way we go out and get some I, in my opinion we give up too much. I haven't seen the history of we go get a Frankie Montas and then we go get another pitcher what if the second pitcher is Patrick Corbin Oh stop it, uh, stop, <laughs> it. stop it All right stop guys it. it's Release time him. To, it's <laughs> no, time to no, transition no, no. it's time to
1: transition guys so <laughs> I didn't want this It's still it's it's we're sticking with the Cardinals what? but uh we're getting a we you know we just went back to reality for a second. We're going yeah. back into fantasy world. Absolutely. At, close your eyes. We're in Disney world, right? Ooh. We just. Ooh. I see the just,
0: castle.
2: Did we just win the championship?
1: And Juan Soto comes out of the castle
0: and no. says, "And says, I'm coming home." Stop. I had the same <laughs> dream about Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> oh man, that's. <laughs> no. Play in the, the last week. Can I open though? my eyes now? Lu- yes, you can. Okay, okay. Saint <laughs> Louis has been buzzing in the last week. When's the last time you heard Bo Sports? Us going af- in in the After running for two name. superstars, yeah. It's been a
1: while. So let's fill let's fill in the people. When's last time
2: we didn't get those two superstars. <laughs> let's, let's,
1: let's fill in the people on this, Every right? Year. So there a couple of weeks ago, Juan Soto. No, a couple. Yeah, it was about a yeah, couple was, weeks, yeah, probably it was at weeks this ago. point. It was two weeks. Juan Soto rejected an offer, a contract extension offer from the Nationals, 14 years. 15, Fifteen years, years. four hundred and fifty million dollars, and the man <laughs> right. turned it down cold. And he as turned a result, down almost the half Nationals, a billion dollars. And as a result, the Nationals sent him on a on a a commercial jet to the All Star game.
0: <laughs> okay. Talk about so, petty.
1: According to John Heyman and Joel Sherman of the New York Post, the Nationals may be focusing on one or two teams currently at the moment, with the Cardinals seen by some rivals as a likely contender to be one of those clubs due to St. Louis's. Amount of MLB ready talent as far as the NL West goes. However, a rival executive tells the Athletics, Ken Rosenthal, that they think San Diego is as likely as the other twenty eight, uh, um, the other twenty eight teams combined. They have players and they have AJ Preller, high high yep. piece. So, yep. basically, what to take away from that quote is Cardinals and Padres are two of the front runners. Ding ding ding! The Cardinals are one of the front runners uh-huh. for for one so, so let's 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 just start off. Let's throw this out there. Is it is it realistic for the Cardinals to make a trade for Juan Soto?
2: It's only realistic if we take on all of Patrick Corbin's salary. Ooh, interesting. That's the only way it's realistic in my eyes.
0: You think the only way we get him is if we take on his salary? We have
2: to take we have to take Juan Soto and his and his every Friends. <laughs> for folks
0: wondering, Patrick Corbin is a starting pitcher. He's in the bottom 15 in the league. For those who have started a he's minimum of 10 games, he's in the bottom. Fifteen in the league. And how much is owed to him still? Uh, how much is owed to him right now? He's getting paid thirty. Is it thirty? He's getting yearly twenty-three million dollars. I a believe. Year. What does he have? Two and years left owed, on his contract after yeah, this. Yeah, he has two years left at twenty-four million, and then at 30, 30, 30 $35 million. Thirty-five. Yeah, so that's a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of money.
2: money. That's the, that's the only way I see us getting Juan Soto, and then even if we get Juan Soto, I'm afraid we're still going to have to give up too much, and we won't go get a Frankie Montas. And then our our thing will be we have more batting, and we have even worse pitching. <laughs> so the only way
0: <laughs> the only way you're saying we take on Juan Soto is if we take his contract, and then we pay Patrick Corbin eighty two million dollars over the next three years. That's right. Okay,
2: that's right.
1: Can I can I give my take on this? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that it is necessarily realistic that the Cardinals go out and get Juan Soto. Every reason for it though, with it being Juan Soto makes sense to go out and get it Yeah. because you're going, there's not going to be another opportunity in the next probably 10 years where there is a guy as talented as Juan Soto that is on the table and the Cardinals have the pieces to make something happen. The issue is, man, if you have a healthy starting rotation right now, then I'm saying that the Cardinals Go already, for it. Then I'm saying the Cardinals have already yep. traded for Juan Soto because yep. you have the pieces. The problem is is you have Jack Flaherty, who has a bum arm. You have Steven Matz. You have no idea what's going on with him. Dakota Hudson should be ready soon, but even then he has been extremely inconsistent this year. You, right now your rotation is relying on Miles Michaelis and Adam Wainwright. So can you afford to make a deal with Juan Soto happen with the other issues that are going on in your rotation right now, I don't know if you can. I'm not saying that it's not impossible, but I would agree with you, TJ, that the only way that the Cardinals can make something happen where they trade for Juan Soto is if Patrick Corbin is included. One, I think it is extremely stupid of the Nationals (laughs) to try and package Patrick Corbin with this. I get you're trying to offload a massive contract, (laughs) but 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 when you do that you are lessening the amount of prospects you're going to get in return. This team, the Nationals are trying to sell the ownership right now to a new team. The idea is that if there's more potential in a team, the value of that team is going to be higher. I get you want to offload the pay of Patrick Corbin. That I get that. But as far as winning for the future, you are lessening the odds of that because you want to offload a contract. And I, think, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. So I think it's stupid for the Nationals to, to be willing to attach Patrick Corbin to this. But if it's the Cardinals, I think that you have to at least try and figure something out say, okay, well, what is the expectation if we're going to pay $70 million for a crap pitcher, which I don't <laughs> think would be as crappy in St. Louis as he is in Washington, by the way, solely because he is a sinker ball pitcher in the Cardinals have a lot of those, and we have an excellent defense compared to Washington. Would he be good? No. But what I think he would be relatively serviceable. I think you could compare him to a John, almost exactly to a John Lester and what we got last year from that. But that doesn't so, matter.
2: So no. what you're saying is you think the ownership will think the team is more attractive if they have Patrick Corbin and young studs versus not having Patrick Corbin at all?
1: Yes, because the, the reasoning for that. Could be a Jordan Walker. Are the Cardinals, if they're attaching Patrick Corbin, willing to give up Jordan Walker? I don't think they are, and I wouldn't want to either. The That's probably the only prospect that I'm saying I'm
2: no, very hesitant yeah. to
1: not give up, especially if you're attaching Patrick Corbin, because of how talented Juan Soto is. Can you imagine a, le- a lineup that leads off with Tommy Edman, and then is followed up by Juan Soto, and then it goes from – MVP frontrunner Paul Goldschmidt to Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Whether you get an extension from Juan Soto or not, you're guaranteed to have him for two and a half seasons. That's three runs at a title.
0: Yeah,
2: but
1: St. Louis wants a title. Yeah. I there is a big argument of what about after that? If you win a title, how Who much cares? of that how much of that does that does yep. that settle for the next several years, at least? Look at the Blues. This this city would be going crazy if they didn't win in 2019, because yeah. the expectation has been that they should win another. But imagine if they haven't hadn't won one. Yeah, the, that's kind of the Cardinals right now. They haven't they've been around in that competing area, but they haven't yeah. been what we feel is a true contender. If 2022 and this time where Arenado and Goldschmidt, these guys are in their prime, then it makes sense to at least have a go at it. Sure. So the question now is, what does it take?
0: Yeah, I think for me, what it takes is it's going to take at least it's it's going to take Jordan Walker, even like, if Patrick Corbin is attached. I think I think either way. Interesting. I think either way because here's why. I don't think the Nationals don't have another opportunity to let Patrick Corbin go. Mm-hmm. When else are you going to trade him? And at new ownership a lot. I mean, you see this not just in the sports world. You see this in other businesses too. When they're sold, the the ownership coming in goes okay. Clean up the mess first, and then we'll come in and then yeah. we'll take it over. You got some messes to clean up. Take care of this. Sell this. Get rid of these people. You'll see it. You'll see it all the time. GMs being let go. Representatives being let go all the time. So, wa- so Walker. Walker for sure. I, I it's gonna take Win. Yep. It's gonna take Win. It's gonna take. I I don't want to say Carlson, but it probably will take Carlson or Bader. They're super high on Carlson because he has a lot of control left I, and he shows so be much high potential. on Carlson too. Gosh dang it. So there's I love three. Carlson though. There's three. Yeah, I, I think so. And it's going to take a Libertor. There's four. And I would say the fifth one, I I don't know. Maybe you throw in a Hintz. Maybe you throw in maybe down the road. Maybe trying to find it. Oh, you throw in like a Julio Rodriguez, a Paul catcher. De young. <laughs> Paul DeYoung. Paul <laughs> DeYoung. That's interesting. They throw he's in been, Corbin. He's, he's been, been on Paul a Young. He's been on a <laughs> heater.
1: He's been on a heater in AAA. Um, not, this, uh, okay. not this. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> think I would probably agree with just about everything you said, except I think that if Corbin is a part of the deal, I think you might be able to find a way to not have Walker as a part of the deal.
0: I, I was reading somewhere where – I'm the,
1: rather I'm giving up Michael McGreevy, the 2021 first-round pick over him. I'm giving up this year's first-round pick. I'm giving up everyone rather than Jordan Walker. Are you giving up Ivan Herrera? Ivan Herrera? No, I'm probably not giving up him. That's, that's a fair point. In any, in any scenario? Unless they're throwing in Josh Bell too, I mean, like the reason be, mm-hmm. the reason being is that everywhere else there is, I feel like an affordability that you can figure out something else. Catcher, a catcher is a catcher. They don't play any other position, minus Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> 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 Yvonne Herrera has been set up to be your catcher of the future for the next. No,
0: I, I years. would agree. I don't think I read something where the Nationals were looking at were looking at everyone
1: else on the roster. I think you could figure out somewhere else. I don't know if you can with him. I would, agree. I would agree.
2: I mean, does Kisner not have any opportunity to be our future starter? No.
1: he is. I think he has proven to be absolutely worthless.
2: But if we get Juan Soto... Tell us how you if, really feel. If Ethan. we get Juan Soto, we can last one year with Kisner before we sign a replacement.
1: What are you going for? I... I don't know if I. You're going
2: for championships, and at this point, if we get Juan Soto, right?
1: A, a huge piece of championships, though, is having a solid piece behind the plate that can get the job yep. done for your pitching. And we have Yadi. The, the <laughs> well, the only reason
2: I brought him
0: up was because I was reading earlier this morning, uh, and I think I was have, I was sorry. seeing I was seeing pieces where the Nationals either for Bell or for Soto they want a catcher,
1: which makes sense, but I think that you're willing to give up other pieces, even more of other pieces, to yeah. keep Jordan Walker and Yvonne Herrera.
2: So to clarify, right. I think Brandon's deal, if you substitute the fifth person in that as Yvonne Herrera, I think that's the max the Cardinals probably give up.
1: Oh, I don't think they're
0: – John. I think John Moseluk's way too stingy to be willing that to would I would agree. Be, that's that'd what I'm saying. That would be the, four the very top four prospects. That would be the top four prospects in your system. I don't know if they would do that. I no. For a player that's
2: comparable no, that's to Babe Ruth. For a player that's comparable to Babe Ruth. I, I wouldn't. No, I would not ne- like that. I know.
0: <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't do that deal.
2: I wouldn't either. I'm saying that's the max they would give up. I don't think they would even go that far. I don't, I
1: don't either. But I think it'll be interesting to see how much the Patrick Corbin incorporates with that. That was a lot of talk. That was a lot of hypotheticals. <laughs> I'm going to take off Soto. my bow tie now. My suit. <laughs> it's getting toasty in here. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. Episode 10 pretty much wrapped up. Let's uh, go. It was a lot of fun. Brandon's got some exciting news for... Um, a direction that we're going with the podcast. Brandon, take it away.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is episode 10. Just like Ethan said, we're wrapping up season one. We're going to put a bow on it. We're going to go into a little bit of a loose sports talk off season. Hiatus. A little hiatus. Not too long, though. Looking at most maybe a month. Uh, So keep an eye out still. There are a few fun things, a few exciting things that are going to be happening uh, in season two. So keep an eye out on the social media pages. TJ, what are those social medias?
2: At the Louvre Sports Talk underscore.
0: That's good stuff. On
2: Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to be doing some fun stuff. We're going to be hoping to get some people on for season two. Maybe get some writers in here. Get some, uh, get some, you know, we we love to talk sports, but get some, get some guests in here. Some professional guests in here. That'd be great. Um, But also we're just, we're really excited. We're going to launch a few things. Keep an eye out on the social media pages, maybe so. Some uh, fun new logos, some fun little things, and during the off season, I'm going to be going on a little, uh little loose sports talk campaign. So keep an eye out for that on the social media page. Could be joining a uh, another podcast to get our name out there. Who knows?
1: Good <laughs> <laughs> stuff. <Just>, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, season one officially now in the books. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Looking forward to seeing uh, what what the future holds. What the Lord does with this. It's been a lot of yep. fun, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we're wrapping it up. Dude who, who, who shout get, out to Walt there it is shout out yeah. to Walt season <laughs> well, 1 waiting for it. might Who's not
2: up? be a thing in season 2 but sorry Walt you got 10 shout outs yep. should be enough <laughs> yep
1: All right, boys that's Fun a wrap season. good stuff